0: And Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the 8 o'clock spot live here on the Grid Network's YouTube channel and Twitter account. I am your host slash moderator Bryson Carver, and let me tell you something, y'all. We got a great show tonight and a great panel of guests. Uh, let's start with uh, the guy on the, the bottom left there, uh, our guy from the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast, Adam Bessie. Adam, you're, this is your second appearance on the show, right? How are you doing? Uh, I'm at your mic. We got I'm your mics here. Let's see. I may have to dock you. I may have to dock you some points, Adam.
1: Yeah, do it. Dock me at least 10 points there for for that (laughs) uh, amateur hour. Uh, Feeling good being back on the show, uh, trying to actually show up this time and not get booted before the final round. So, yeah, I'm excited for today's episode. Look forward to uh, competing
0: you have to outdo your man aj because aj came on here you know very oh, recently no. and, and was very very good and he actually out, outdid you points wise so hats off to aj and shout out to him and then shout out to anth as well in the camp and doing a great job uh to dalton brown who is uh just recently had a game his rams against the uh indianapolis colts you were in for a good one a 23 point comeback that got capped off by a walk-off touchdown by puka nakua at the gun uh dalton how are you doing today
2: I'm doing great. That game was especially fun because I had the over forty-five and a half, and I needed that two-point conversion at the end to force OT to get me there. So, all good times were had in in Indianapolis on Sunday.
0: You won the game, and you won money. There's nothing better than that when it when it comes to when it comes to sports. So, uh, now to Alfred, who was uh, not just only at a game, man, he's meeting celebrities all, all over the place at MetLife Stadium uh, the other night. Alfred, uh, who did you meet, and tell tell me about it? Well, I,
3: uh, Taylor Swift's. Uh Entourage and convoy uh, ended up walking by me, and the security pushed me out of the way. But I also <laughs> spoke two words to Aaron Rodgers, so that made up for it.
0: Hey, there you go. Listen, you, you talk to you know the the second most uh, uh, notable person in the building, and uh, you know and Aaron Rodgers, and you see Taylor Swift. So good, night. and by the way, great performance uh, by your Jets, albeit in a lot, uh, Although it was in a loss. Finally, to Mike Guido, who uh, won last week, actually put up a perfect score last week. It's it's hard to you know I'll do that performance, but uh, Mike, how you doing? Uh, as the reigning champion of the eight o'clock spot, uh, it's great to be here.
4: Uh, as the reigning champion, I, I I plan on continuing my my fortuitous run, and uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a real nice show today. Obviously, Taylor Swift security doesn't know who Alfred Parsar Jr. is That's of right. the Grid Network, so and they have they don't know who they're messing with. I don't think.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you, man. You got you got to pay some respect to you know where it's <laughs> due. This guy's been at Jets games for how long now? Uh, props to him. All right, so let's go to our uh, first to our leaderboard. Uh, let's look where we're at right now. So of course Barry Grant Jr. in first, pretty commanding lead. But there's Alfred uh, in second. If Alfred you know wins tonight, maybe he could pull to within you know a, a, an inch or two of, of Barry. Then followed by our guy Devin Nettles, Mike Guido, Dalton Brown, uh, John Rivera, Alex Johnson, and Adam Bessie, two camping guys uh, uh, there at the bottom, but definitely represent no question about it. Let's go to our first round rules. Uh, pretty simple. Here, a great take nets you 200 points. A good take, 100 points. An okay, take gives you 50 points, and a bad take, zero points. Uh, for any of these panelists, uh, let's move to our first uh, first segment. The Buffalo Bills, I, I don't know what you want to call it, just rammed, so to speak, the Miami Dolphins by final score 48 to 20 uh, in Orchard Park. Uh, Josh Allen was absolutely absolutely spectacular in the game. Uh, put up a perfect passer rating. Two of the Miami Dolphins' offense struggled, particularly in the second half, and certainly their defense was was quite abysmal but you got to give credit to Buffalo as well, just putting points on the board. seemed like they scored every time they touched the football. So I'll start with you first, uh, Adam. Was this game more about what Buffalo did or what Miami didn't do?
1: I think this game is more about what Buffalo has been doing, uh, coming off of like uh, the, this is their third game winning, so they're kind of on that train. You shouldn't have counted out Josh Allen when he's, when he's showing up. Um, I don't think it necessarily stopped. The hype train for the Miami Dolphins, they're still a very solid team, fastest team right now in the NFL. Um, so I'm going go to know that this hasn't stopped the train. It's just Josh Allen and uh, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis and the crew, they're, they're showing up and, and it's a solid defense. So you play against good teams. Uh, it's not it, any given Sunday, you can win or lose. So does that for me, it didn't stop the hype train for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it just shows that the Bills uh, should not be counted out this year. Which one at those, after the first game was.
0: Listen, I was counting them out before the season even started. So thus far, I'm, I'm dead wrong on Buffalo. And Josh Allen is in the last three weeks is, you, you know, strong case you can you can make. He's first in basically every major quarterback stat. Uh, and then the defense has been outstanding. It looks like they're getting Vaughn and Miller back pretty soon. So uh, very happy times uh, in the city of Buffalo right now. To you, Dalton. Dalton's a Rams fan. He's wearing a Bills hat today uh, in preparation, I guess, for this, for this very segment. So Dalton, I'm going to ask you, uh, did this stop the Miami uh, Dolphins hype train, what Buffalo did to them on Sunday?
2: Well, I guess it depends on who you ask. For me, the Miami Dolphins hype train has kind of been the same as it was last season for me. I think it's a team with a really good offense, a team that's just okay on defense. Um, I think there are a lot of weapons there. It's a fun team to watch, but we haven't seen – there's no real evidence that they've passed Buffalo in that division. Buffalo's beaten them 10 out of the last 11 times they've played them, dating back to 2018. This was more of the same. The yardage was close. You know, A lot of the stats were close, but Miami 3-for-13 on third and fourth downs combined – Buffalo's defense, even with injuries, missing guys, still found a way to get off the field consistently when it needed to, and that's what we've seen from Buffalo in this series with Miami. They're they're one team that has found a way to put guys over the top where they need to and stop Miami's speed. So until Miami shows that they can deal with what McDermott throws out there on defense, this is Buffalo's series and this is Buffalo's division.
0: Yeah, and it felt like they pretty they got a, you know, obviously a running game going pretty consistently. Again, Josh Allen was was, was accurate, didn't turn the football over, and Stephon Diggs was was spectacular. And the, the shock for me, I think, was the fact that, and I know it's a new system, but and there's no Jalen Ramsey, but Vic Fangio was sort of this 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 big time acquisition for them as their new defensive coordinator. And thus far, uh, they haven't exactly blown anybody's socks off through any of the first four games of the season, including against New England, who we know has a terrible offense. We'll get into them uh, more later. To Alfred now, uh, again as an AFC East guy, as a Jets fan, uh, do you think this win by the Buffalo Bills? of halted the miami dolphins hype train
3: i don't think it halted the the dolphins hype train uh people have to be realistic here they they put up 70 uh on the on the stinky denver broncos a week ago and and basically it was just a case of coming back down to earth you're not gonna just because you you go against one opponent and and break all historical scoring records for all intents and purposes that that type of output is not sustainable week after week after week so they just fell back down to earth they're gonna be okay if you look at the the dolphins schedule three of the next four games they should go three and one um they they lost to the bills handedly but the bills were in buffalo at home their next game is against the giants who obviously we've seen them in prime time can't win a game to save their lives then they have the panthers both at home um they play the eagles which could go either way and then they have the patriots again and three of those next four games are at home where they where they where they have an advantage two will be comfortable so no, it doesn't halt the hype train. The case of whether they're better, whether the Bills are better than them, I think I'm, I'm not going to rush the judgment yet because this is a new season, and uh, both teams only have one loss, and there's plenty of football left to play. But as far as the hype train being slowed down, three of their next op- three of the three out of four of their next opponents are cake matchups at home. They're they're going to be fine.
0: Yeah, they should be. And again, you know, Dalton was mentioning earlier, or I, I think it was Adam actually mentioning earlier, that they're the fastest team in the NFL. And, you know, you consider the fact that, uh, look, obviously you mentioned the schedule. They do, after all, play the NFC East uh, this season. There's We know there's some good teams uh, in that division, some championship contenders in that division. And and listen, they will be tested down the road. And and, and it's, listen, the, the divisional familiarity is a real thing. Uh, we can argue about who's more talented, but, you know, listen, when you talk about uh, game plan, pers- from a game plan perspective, from a uh, from a quarterback perspective, I, 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 listen, I had to make my apologies to Tua fans last week on my show that doesn't make him better than Josh Allen so uh, you know you give, you give hats off to Josh and, and, but, and but, the Bills but, for
3: but to your, but, what's that? But, to your, but also one last point if you're if you're anybody if anybody thought that they were going to be a a 70 plus point scoring team per game after that game against the Broncos well I mean you're, you're sadly mistaken yeah but that's
0: it's happened I think three times in the history of the NFL that's just that yeah it's, it's not realistic it's not gonna happen finally do you Mike uh I, I know you're a you're a big time you know Josh Allen guy do you think uh what he did and what the bills did to the Dolphins do you think this kind of halted the hype train to a certain degree uh to some
4: extent yeah I think it uh, you know I I think it has more to do with what Buffalo is than what Miami is um you know because we could talk all day about how Miami's defense isn't very good and everything like that and I think that that's going to plague them you know as the season progresses but it doesn't just say a lot about buffalo i think uh, or what buffalo is now i think it's a lot about what buffalo could be i mean i look you know you look at their schedule they've won the last three games by over 28 points apiece i think if you look at their schedule going forward it, you don't really i mean unless they lose to a sneaky game like to new england on the road or something like that that's you know in a couple of weeks away i don't really see a loss on their schedule until about november 26th when they play Philadelphia. So I, I, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, this is a really, this was kind of the game for me where, you know, after week one, everybody knows that right now Buffalo has been excellent, but this was the game that was going to kind of solidify that, you know, they are what they were last year, even better than what they were last year. Obviously I'm a huge Josh Allen guy. So, you know, they rank among the teams that can obviously win the super bowl for me, but, Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think that this is a lot more to do with what Buffalo is right now than what Miami is. Miami's a great offensive team. I think their defense is going to struggle later on, but uh, it's going to be a fun watch for the rest of the season. I'm I'm, I'm with Dalton. I think I was kind of buying into Miami's hype train last week after the 70 point win. This looks like a very fun offensive team, but if they can't button up their defense, it's going to be a lot of trouble later on in the season.
0: They could be like the NFL's version of USC. If you think about it, obviously Tua is isn't quite as talented as Caleb Williams, but we know USC, the defensive struggles they're having and, and the dolphins have been exactly the same before we get to our point totals. We got a few comments here. Uh, Alonzo Diaz says, uh, why is Alfred slandering, uh, the best team in New York? Uh, I don't think he was necessarily slandering them. I, I think he was just, he was bringing facts and objectivity. Uh, Alex Johnson, AJ of the Cowboys camp Fan podcast in representing said, sup, sup, sup. What's up, AJ. Uh, again, had a great performance in the eight o'clock spot just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Alonzo Diaz says the Giants are better than the Jets. That's, uh, no, they are not better than the Jets. Okay, stop. Uh, can, can you score points? Can you score more than three points at home for the first two games? Is, is that is that too much to ask? Okay, let's relax on the Giants, okay? That's uh, but let's. From Alonzo. It's, it's it, come on, man. With all, with all due respect, Lonzo, you're, you're, you're the man, but no, 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 no. Uh, okay. Let's get to our, uh, point totals, uh, thus far. Okay. Adam went first. So we'll go to Adam. thought that was a great take by you, Adam. I thought, yeah, you know, you were talking about how, uh, listen, this is, it's a, va- it's a fast team in Miami. What Buffalo is able to do to, to kind of stop that, uh, from a defensive standpoint and listen, Buffalo does have one of the better defenses heck, you could argue top three, top two in the NFL uh, in that regard. So, great take by you. Uh, Dalton, I'm going to give you a great take as well. Uh, interesting stat you brought up. Uh, I, I don't know if it's totally relevant from where they had this long winning streak dating back to 2018 because two has only been there since 2020, but when you, you know, listen, there's you know, somewhat of a of familiarity in terms of personnel. There's been players come in and coming out, but, uh, the, you know, listen, we, we, we talked about winning streaks in college football with coaches and players that are long gone, so uh, that's a fair point by you. Uh, Alfred, good take. The only reason i didn't give you a great take is because you were talking about how uh you know maybe this the schedule for miami it's gonna sort of uh, I, I guess uh speed it up a little bit uh, solid 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 good good take by Alpha but uh but not a great one uh, and finally uh, to mike guido as i get his his point total uh going here there it is okay mike guido 200 points for you sir uh again great take on your part um your you, your belief in Josh Allen again I I've, I've, I've been I I try to love Josh Allen it's very easy to do that today but your belief is is certainly being uh, validated in a very big way right now I just need to see him do it in the playoffs outside of 2021. Uh let's see uh, uh Barry says there's only one person I like on the show. I'm going to take a wild guess and let's say that's probably Adam. Uh is that Barry? Uh again the points the points leader the wrench so to speak is, is trying to it's trying to insert himself into the show. We're, we're not going to let you take over this in the comment section Barry. We're not going to let you do it, okay? This is It's about the, it's about the panelists. It's about the show. It's about, no, you're not gonna, not, not today, okay? It's actually our first show without Barry, believe it or not. So we're we're, wow. we're, we're going to we're gonna get it done today. Uh, Second round rules. We'll move on to second round. Second round rules, again, pretty simple. Just basically doubling from the first round. A great take gives you 400 points. A good take, 200 points. An okay take, 100. And a bad take still stays at zero. We'll move, we're going to move on to a matchup next week featuring the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, we know these two teams have faced off in the playoffs the last couple of years with San Francisco coming out on top in both matchups. Dallas is off of struggling uh, in both matchups. This is going to be the Sunday night game, standalone Niners are 4-0, Dallas is 3-1. Both teams have looked highly impressive this season, aside from Dallas' one stinker against the Cardinals. So I'll start with you, Dalton. Do you think this game determines today who the best team in the NFC is?
2: Well, I, I think the best team in the NFC is the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to win this game and continue to show that to be the case on Sunday night. So in that sense, I would say yes. Um... We all know that the 49ers defense is one of the most impressive things in the NFL on either side of the ball. Um, they've been that way for multiple years. Now the talent on that side of the ball is incredible, but I don't think Brock Purdy gets enough attention for being like arguably the best quarterback in the NFL since he started playing. I mean, if you look at the 49ers point total, point total since he since he took over, 38, 37, 37, 21, 35, 33, 38, 23, 37. And then you look at so far this year, he's yet to throw an interception this year. That makes him 18 touchdowns, four interceptions since he came into the league. This season, 35-30, 30-30. This is the most dominant offense right now in the NFL outside of maybe Miami, except they pair it with an elite defense. I think San Francisco might be the best team in the NFL. I think they're clearly the class of the NFC for the time being. We've, they've shown that against Dallas when they faced them in the past in the playoffs, both at home and on the road. I think we see that again Sunday night. I'm a Rams fan. It pains me to say the Niners are the class of the NFC. I think they would have been the class of the NFC last year too had Purdy not gotten hurt in the championship game of the conference.
0: And again, I, I I've said for so long, and I think everybody here would, would pretty much agree with me. I don't know where the hole in the rosters. I don't know. I mean, you could argue maybe the secondary, but again, even there, they've got Talanoa Hufunga, who's a, a Pro Bowl level player. And I, I did not know you were Brock Purdy, Stan. Uh, the way I was, um, uh, Dalton. So that's it's great to know. I've always been a Brock Purdy guy, so uh, it's great to see him getting some some respect here in the eight o'clock spot. I'll move to you, Alfred. Do you think this matchup between the Cowboys and the Niners determines who the best team in the NFC is?
3: I do not, because the better team between the two is the 49ers, and furthermore, their 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 opponent in this game, the Dallas Cowboys, aren't even the best team in their division. Uh, if this was a game between the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, now we got a conversation. Um, As you mentioned, the Arizona Cardinals, huge upset uh, against uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys in Week 3. Um, Trayvon Diggs being out significantly uh, affects their defense with how well he's played both so far up to this season until he got hurt and in the past. So, um, and then that offense, uh, so many weapons at Brock Purdy's disposal, whether he wants to go to uh, Brendan Ayoub, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey has been a beast since the season started. He's scored at least one touchdown in every game so far this season. He, he's probably having a MVP uh, type campaign if he can keep it up throughout the, the course of the season. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know, but that, that, that loss against Arizona granted uh, I know people some people uh throughout throughout the football world they give them respect because they play with heart but that was a game that they should have never lost not when uh Vegas has you as a 14 and a half point favorite so um I, I I don't I don't see this being the definitive battle between uh who's who's better in the uh the best team in the NFC when we all know that the 49ers are, are more or 99.9 likely to win that game on Sunday and 99.9 99.9 9. wow and again okay. we, we, we can't have this co- it's not fair to have a conversation of does this determine who's the better team in the nfc when their opponent isn't even the best team in their division i'm sorry but that blemish against the cardinals did it for me as far as who's better in that division and the eagles haven't even lost yet so i'm waiting for that matchup later on in uh in the season to have that conversation
0: if you're saying 99.9, Alpha, why don't you just go and say Hunter? I mean that that that's all but <laughs> guaranteeing a Niners win. Again, I'm I'm not saying I agree or disagree with you in terms of your take or whether or not you know Dallas or, or San Francisco wins that game. But uh, that's that that, that that's that's very interesting. But, and again, you mentioned listen, you know Brock Purdy or sturdy Brock Purdy as I call him has not you know since he was inserted in the lineup or even before that, the Niners have not lost a game in which their quarterback finished the game uh since October of last year. So it's been almost a year. Uh, the, the only game they've lost the Brock Purdy era was when he was taken to the hospital. So, you know, there you go. To Mike hey, fin- yep. it, It's finished. It, what's that? No, no,
3: I didn't say anything. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, to the final uh, couple of, uh, of, uh, panelists here happen to be Dallas Cowboys fans. So I guess it's kind of fitting to maybe balance the scales a little bit. I'll start with you, Mike. Uh, do you think this game between Dallas and San Francisco, this upcoming Sunday night determines who the best team in the NFC is?
4: I kind of do. And the reason I say that is because I think that we're kind of crowning right now as, as Dalton and Alfred have both said, that we are kind of crowning right now, the San Francisco 49ers as the number one team in the league, let alone the NFC. If Dallas beats them, depending on how Dallas beats them, I think it could very well be possible that Dallas could unseed them. However, though, I don't think that that's going to happen. I know that, listen, I'm a Cowboys fan. I know Adam's a big Cowboys fan as well. And I'm probably, I'm sure that I'm, hurting everybody's feelings when it comes to this, as far as cowboy fans are concerned, but I don't think that they're going to win that game. And it's simply because it's going to be a difference in mistakes, you know, very easily right now. One thing that you can say about Brock Purdy is that, while he might not be the most efficient on third down all the time, while he might not be the most talented quarterback in the league, as far as mobility, arm strength, all of those things. One thing that Kyle Shanahan has been able to do with him is he's been able to limit the amount of mistakes that Brock Purdy has the opportunity to make. Christian McCaffrey has been phenomenal this year. Brandon Ayuk has emerged as one of the better wide receivers in the NFL so far this season. He's been fantastic. Their offensive line is among the best in the league. That defense, of course, is fantastic with a great pass rush led by nick bosa it is a the 49ers are an unbelievable team however like i said the thing that's going to make the difference in this game it's going to be a very low scoring game i do think the dallas cowboy defense makes a lot of difference because the last time they played brock purdy in the playoffs they gave brock purdy fits so i do think that that plays a factor but the the difference in this game to me Dak Prescott is going to make more mistakes than Brock Purdy is, and that's going to be the difference in the game. I think it's a close game, but San Francisco will win it. If Dallas does take it, though, that's that's how I'll answer the question. If Dallas does take it, I think you'd have to kind of say, yeah, they might be the best team in the NFC if they're taking down the already so-called crowned NFC favorites.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, the, the game a year ago, and even the game before that, I, I know San Francisco scored in the twenties, but even the game before that was somewhat of a defensive battle. So again, both defenses are great. Both offenses have playmakers. Uh, it's going to be a question about, like you said, which, you know, which quarterback doesn't make mistakes and which certainly which coach I certainly trust. And, and I, I actually like McCarthy, but I certainly trust Kyle Shanahan more than I trust uh, coach Mike to, Uh to Adam. Now, finally, uh, who do you think, or do you think this matchup determines who the best team in the NFC is between your Cowboys and the dreaded 49ers?
1: No. And fact of the matter is it's week five. So this game, the only thing this game does for us, and it's a lose, lose for Cowboys, because if we win the game, everybody's going to say, well, can you do it in the, in the postseason?" And if we lose the game, it's going to be like, well, yeah, of course you lost the game because the Cowboys aren't elite. So it's a lose, lose scenario for the Cowboys. I don't believe that this game uh, is going to tell us who the top NFC team is because it's week five, the championship game in the postseason, determines who the, the top contender for the NFC is, period. So I think that if you're looking at stat-wise, obviously Eagles versus 49ers, 4-0, both of them, that's more of the who the top contender in the NFC is. That's who last year was the contenders for the championship game. Um, I think this is more of a proving game for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to go against all of these stats that everyone's uh talking about on here because it's irrelevant at the moment it's week five it's more of a proving ground for our cowboys team we all know that the san francisco 49ers are a very complete team on both sides of the balls and the cowboys have struggled on offense um i think our defense is going to neutralize uh brock purdy we helped neutralize cmc and Debo samuels last uh last season in the postseason um That defense has only changed slightly with uh, Trevon Diggs out, but we have Gilmore. So we're kind of going that one elite corner for another elite corner, regardless of how old he is. But it's a long season, guys. CMC next week could get injured, and Debo Samuels can get injured, and then all of a sudden they have to change their entire strategy as a team because it's week five. So no, this game doesn't tell us who the top contender in the NFC is because it's still a long season to go.
0: There's some truth to what you're saying in that, you know, the media reaction to, because to, obviously there's big reactions to Dallas, and there's big reactions to Patrick Mahomes, and whoever the star players or star teams are in the league, and certainly Dallas more than qualifies for that. Um, I, I don't know, I, I gotta admit to you, there'll be your typical, you know, Cowboy haters in the media say like, oh, Everybody. who cares, they, let's, see them, let's see them do it in the playoffs, but I think, I gotta admit to you, man, I think there will be some people that if they go into San Francisco's house, a team that hasn't lost with a healthy quarterback since October, I, I'm telling you, I think there's Bryson, gonna be some Bryson, folks coming in there. Listen,
1: the, every Cowboy hater is going to still be a cowboy hater regardless if we do well and most media are going to say well hey this is great great for them it's week five let's see them in the postseason i i when we beat the san francisco 49ers on sunday
0: when monday
1: monday and tuesday we're gonna we're gonna hear all we're gonna hear all that
0: Okay, well, first of all, I like you guaranteeing a win because basically everybody else here has. We, I'll tell you that if there's one thing I've learned from doing live shows, it is that when when you talk about the Cowboys, man, you get a lot of feedback. Uh, so I can't get to all these comments here. Look at- uh, I got our guy Devin in the comments. Uh, he, he He's he, he's excited to see us here. Uh, Shaheem Taylor says, Brock Purdy is not a top-10 quarterback in the NFL. I'm not sure he's third in his division or fourth. Stafford, Murray, Geno, Purdy. I'd take Geno over over Kyla Murray, no question about it. Uh, that, that That's where i go. Let's see. Um... Uh, let's see, a Cowboys choke every year. So we, we, we do have some we do some have some anti-Cowboys comments, although it, you know, I, we, do, we do also have some Giants fans here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cacere Brown says the Cowboys are overrated. Dak can't even move the ball. So it looks like we got a lot of Pro Niners comments, and, and we had three people here <laughs> to say that the 49ers are going to win the game. So I'm sorry, Adam. Even I'm sorry you, Mike, because you're, you're a Cowboys fan. But uh, listen, I, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be good. It's going to be close. It's going to come down the wire. Uh, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll see. Let's go to our uh, point totals uh, thus far. So let's see, Dalton went first. Okay, so Dalton, I'm going to give you the 600, uh, well, 600 points in total, but the 400 points uh, for the great take. Uh, listen, it's, it's, like you mentioned about San Francisco's uh, uh, defense, you, again, you all but uh, guaranteed a victory for, uh, for for the Niners because of the fact that they, just frankly, I, and I agree with you, I think they are the better overall roster than Dallas, and Dallas is an excellent roster. Uh, San Francisco's is simply better. Uh, to Alfred now. A good take, uh, actually great. And no, no, actually, that gave you a great take there, Alfred. Um, uh, again, you were mentioning Dallas's. Or, I'm sorry, San Francisco's roster, the defense, the the the, the uh, recent success against the Cowboys in the past. Uh, so I gave you the great take there. Uh, let's see, where's Mike Guido? Um, give him the full uh, 400 points as well. Mike is on fire right now. He he's had great takes dating back to last show and now this show. Man, he is he is absolutely. Feeling himself right now, uh, uh a lot more than his, his his Yankees were this season. That's not here or there, but uh, you know, great take Low by Mike. Low blow, Mikey Mish- Bryson. Low blow. I- I'm wearing a Red Sox hoodie, man. I, I, had to, I had to get one shot. I had to get one shot. Hey, we're both sitting at home for the playoffs while our other teams in the division are are, are, are duking out in October. Of course, that's how sure. it goes. But, um, but you know, listen, 600 points, great take by you. Uh, Hold on, let's see if we can get... Uh, yeah, Adam, again, solid take by Adam. Again, I'm only going to give him the 200 for a good take. Uh, The only reason I say that is because again, I do think your Cowboys haters going to be Cowboys haters regardless, and we know they are. You're Stephen A. Smith, people like that. But I think again, the people that are objective, the people that are honestly objective about Dallas, i think. you'll have people coming in on monday on all these shows and say hey we 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 may need to start looking at the cowboys a different sense because in recent years you know there's a comment here like they cannot move the ball against the 49ers uh, in the last couple of seasons not many you know offenses can for record but uh you know that that's that's kind of where we're at uh so you know any any you know sort of a pushback on what i'm saying adam Uh, because i I know know, and and,
1: and you can you can you can dock right now we have some behind baseball chatting going on dalton doesn't like my answer and I think there's a bit of a fear that if people speak up out of turn, they get docked and he's here to win. You could dock me as many points. My, I still don't think my answer is a cop out. The whole point is I would love to debate. I'll debate you all day long about um, about my answer because I still don't think that this game decides who the NFC top contender is going to be after a week five game. They just don't.
3: Well,
2: of, well, of, of course <laughs> there's a whole season to be played. And, of course <laughs> – yeah, be, yeah, be careful. careful. No, hey, hey, hey,
1: you don't want to say too much.
2: You might get docked points there. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'll
0: give you 30 seconds. I'll give you 30 seconds. Go ahead.
2: Look, of, of, of course it's week five. Of course players can get hurt. Dallas players can get hurt too. Like, to me, that's just a non-take. That's just saying, oh, it's October. Of course it's October, but that's what we're doing here. Like, what we're yeah, doing and my, here and is my, and my answer, as a week and five. My,
1: and my answer was that I think that it's more of a proving game for Dallas than to say who the top NFC contenders. That was my answer.
2: I mean, fair enough. Also, Dallas was a was an 11 and a half point favorite in Arizona, not 14 and a half. Everybody has a, everyone has a,
1: a as a as a poo poo game. You know,
0: that's a fact. That is a fact. We've seen that many times in the national football. rather I'd
1: rather, I'd rather get it. I'd rather get out right now against Arizona and win against San Francisco this Sunday. I so agree with that. We
0: have, we have we have some comments here. Uh, Sincere Brown says Niners by twenty three. Wow, so they're they're gonna pull a Los Angeles Rams uh, first three quarters uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. It, it looks like uh, Shaheem Taylor says Niners twenty three, Dallas twenty. Again, relatively low scoring game, but he says Cowboys uh, cover the three and a half point spread. Uh, Alonzo Diaz uh, disagrees with you, Alfred. He says ninety nine point nine. though was crazy. Uh, not ninety a lot. I mean, that, that's 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 uh, that's a lot. Uh, uh, but you know, but these are we two like NFL the, teams we, after we, all.
3: We like definitive answers on this show. All right. I mean.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll that's you. fair. You, you live in a state where gambling is legal. Niners are minus one eighty-five. That's an implied sixty-four point nine percent. You should be hammering that money line with them at minus one eighty-five. Good value. Put your I'll money where you mouth money. is.
0: You put your money where your at this. Uh, and Alonzo Diaz says Dalton's the goat. So uh, you, you got some. Dalton's got some. 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 Some fans here in the comments. Final round. Uh, at least final round with uh with, with, with these uh panelists we've got uh, third round rules again everything's doubled uh great take nets you 800 points a good take 400 points and okay take 200 and a bad take nothing so we'll go to again we're trying to cater to the to the whole audience again the, the final segment we're not even sure maybe alfred's gonna be or maybe he's not uh if he, he's able to to ace this 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 third round uh we're trying to cater to everybody's you know favorite teams here so we'll cater to dalton who's actually he was actually at this game at lucas oil stadium the uh los angeles rams beat the Indianapolis Colts uh, yesterday in Lucas Oil Stadium twenty-three uh, 20 I'm sorry 29-23 uh, rather uh, in overtime. Puka Nakua catches the game when he touchdown. He's having a remarkable season. 39 catches through the first four games of the season. Obviously the Rams looks like they're going to get some reinforcements with my twin Cooper Cup coming back from injury uh, relatively soon. Obviously Aaron Donald's playing well. Matthew Stafford I thought was excellent in that game against Indianapolis yesterday. So uh, I'll start with you uh, Alfred in a, again the NFC I think is a little bit better than we thought. However, it's, it's at the bottom it's it's terrible so in a somewhat weak nfc do you think the rams are super bowl contenders
3: super bowl contenders no do i see them getting a wild card in the playoffs yes um i may catch a lot of heat for this but i think they're the third best team in their division obviously the 49ers are at the top and i'm gonna put the seahawks above the the rams uh just because i believe that their wide receiver core of um of DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson and Injig- Jigba is a bit better than Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, and we don't know how Cooper Cup is going to look coming off of this hamstring injury. I mean, granted, also uh, reason why I say that the Rams in their two losses, one of those losses was to the Bengals on Monday night. They lost to a hobbled Joe Burrow who noticeably couldn't even uh, wasn't even uh, as mobile as he should have been in a game where he was a game time decision that almost didn't play uh where i get and i know people are going to say oh well the seahawks they 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 played the giants and the giants don't uh the giants are a hideous team yeah but you know they got they got two other wins at this point in the season um and but i don't i don't see the the rams as a super bowl contender uh they do have a solid roster stafford will always be stafford one of the one of the better qbs and yes he is a better qb than geno smith um they won the super bowl not that long ago but a lot of their, a lot of their key Super Bowl hitting, a P, a Super Bowl pieces are not there anymore. Von Miller's gone, OBJ is gone, um, and I just haven't. I, I don't like the way that the Rams have looked. Uh, other than that one game against, ironically, Seattle, they, they, have either had walk off wins or or disappointing losses. So, I mean, Seattle, for what it's worth, uh, those games that they won have not been close. So, and then also you got to take into account the other teams in the NFC. People love people love the Eagles. The Buccaneers have been a surprise. Um the Lions, the Lions are in the mix. I, I think I think the I think the Lions and the Eagles and the 49ers have more of a chance of, 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 of even not even just a Super Bowl, but getting to the NFC title game than uh than the Rams are. But it's still early, so anything can happen. But are they a are they a Super Bowl contender? I don't think so. They'll make okay. the I think they'll get a playoff spot, but no, no Super Bowl.
0: That's fair. And again, they they did lose a lot of their their key contributors last year. And uh, yeah, you I me. I think San Francisco, I think we would all agree is is head and shoulders the best. What's that?
3: No, and I said Cam Akers is gone too. We don't know if this production from Kyron Robinson will hold up. So... Anything well, I mean, possible. they
0: they 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 did kind of sh- uh, ship Cam Akers uh, to Minnesota for a bag of uh, cookies. So I mean, it's, it's just you know, there's 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 a little bit of, a little bit of truth there. But uh, I'll move to to Mike Guido now. Uh, do you think the Rams uh, after their start, again a little uneven, but do you think the Rams uh, do their start are the uh, are a Super Bowl contender in the NFC?
4: No, I, I'm kind of where Alfred is right now. Also, I, I don't think that they're a Super Bowl contender. I do think that they're more of a wild card playoff team. And I, honestly, I think in this NFC, it looks pretty decent for them to be a wild card playoff team. Even though that division is going to be, you know, I, I, that division's a tough out because San Francisco is really, it obviously, is you know, tops in the conference right now. Seattle is still very solid, and also, I, I don't think that Arizona. Is showing that they're a terrible, terrible football team, you know, along with the likes of the Bears and maybe the Denver Broncos and some of these other teams that are kind of the bottom feeders of the league. Um, so I don't think Arizona's an easy out any week either. Um, but no, I don't think that the Rams are a Super Bowl contender right now. Um, I think the best that they can be is a disruptor in the NFC. Right? They played San Francisco very tight a couple of weeks ago. I think that could be a really um, that could be a really good de- designation for them. One of the things that's impressing me about the Rams right now, though, is that they're they're finally accomplishing something that they really haven't been able to do consistently in years past, and that's run the football. Kyron Kyron Williams has been absolutely fantastic for them so far this season. It looks like they finally have found a consistent back that can take some of the pressure off of Matthew Stafford. So, I think that there's something really good there. Obviously, Puka Nikul, what he's doing is fantastic. I never realized how much of a passing resemblance you have to Cooper Cup. I think that's incredibly funny. Um, But... I do think the Rams can be disruptors. I just think that that's all they're going to be. I, you know, they're, they're solid on both sides of the football. They're not great on either side of the football. But they can do things a little bit differently. You might have to game plan for them a little bit different than you have in years past because of how they can run the football consistently. Now you actually need to guard them in the trenches. I I think that there's a legitimate possibility there that they could even win a playoff game. But the NFC, to me, is very top-heavy. It's very San Francisco, Philadelphia. If you want to throw Dallas in that conversation, you can. But right now, I think the NFC is very top-heavy, and then it's going to be a bunch of middle-tier teams. I think the Rams are kind of fall right there in the middle at some point. Um, You know, maybe a little bit above average, maybe in the 6 or 7 range in uh, in the NFC, right?
0: If nothing else, they're certainly the team that if you're like at the two or three, so you're like, man, I do, I, I don't want to play these guys, you know, in that in the first round. Like, I, I'd rather, you know, may, maybe like lose that last game of the season, get somebody else uh, who may, maybe isn't as. I mean, the thing, the case for the Rams, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, would be that you could argue, so let's just put Kyle Shanahan uh, to the side, because he's, he's, he's kind of owned Sean McVay, but if you got matchup between Sean McVay and Mike McCarthy, you're taking Sean McVay. Sean McVay and uh, and, and Nick Sirianni, I would take Sean McVay. Sean McVay, Dan Campbell, I would take McVay. So, you know, you, you could argue, outside of San Francisco, they, they'll they have the better coach in just about any matchup that they would have, any potential matchup in the playoffs uh, that they would have. So, uh, yeah, you make some good points there, Mike. To Adam now, again, as a fan of a team that is, I, I certainly view as a contender, actually was on y'all's show and predicted the Cowboys uh, to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, do you see them uh, in a situation where they are uh, uh, where, where they are the where they are contender in the NFC?
1: As much as I want to say no about the Rams, just to make Dalton upset since he's a Rams fan, I have to say that I do believe that they're a contender. I, I'm a big Cooper Cup fan. Finally, they have somebody on the other side of the field that can show up with Puka Nakua. Um, I think having Cup still sit out for most of the season and not rush him back is is a good call when we start to look at the back half of the rams season um they have a fairly decent schedule uh, you got they got two games against the eagles they got the the cowboys which obviously they're gonna get stomped and dalton i i'm gonna put the the invite out to you by all means come on to our show and and talk about your rams uh on on our show and we can interrupt and argue with each other all we want on that show. Um, and then they got the they got the 49ers at the at the end of the season. So I absolutely think the Rams have a shot. Um, cuz we're talking about wild cards. They don't they don't have to have they don't have to guarantee a spot into the playoffs. They just got to make it into the playoffs. And then as Bryson already kind of stole some of our answers, you have Sean McVay and they've seen the they've seen the show with lesser talent on the team. So I absolutely do believe the Rams can be a contender because we're seeing a lot of great production in the run game. And when you get Cooper Cup, regardless of him coming off of an injury, as long as they play it right, you got two deadly weapons on, uh, on, on the receiving side. So yeah, I think they're a contender.
0: Yeah, I'm look <clears throat> Excuse me, if you if you treat Cooper Cups, uh if the Rams treat Cooper Cup's health a lot better than the Bengals are treating Joe Burrow's health, then they should be yeah, you know, they should be in good shape if he's 100% ready to go. Uh finally to you Dalton again, you're the Rams fan here and again you were at the game yesterday. Do you see your Los Angeles Rams as a Super Bowl contender in the NFC?
2: Yeah, I have a I have a few comments and I have an answer for you. Uh so I'll start with the commentary. The commentary is uh in our production meeting, I thought the question was going to be contender as a generalized term and not Super Bowl contender. And I think that's an important difference. Um, to me, Super Bowl contender, I don't think the word Super Bowl around the Rams should really be used much at all. Uh, there just isn't enough talent there, nor have they proven anything to suggest that they belong anywhere near the Super Bowl discussions. That being said, um, this is a team sitting at 2-2 two and two right now. They're going to be almost certainly favored in at least eight games down the stretch. You could make an argument that they might end up favored in 10 of their games Uh, depending on how big of a believer you are in the Browns heading out to the West Coast. And I think they sneakily might be a favorite week 18 against San Francisco because San Francisco is going to be sitting everybody in that game. So I think realistically, there's a there is a path to the Rams winning 11 or 12 games. I'm not saying that happens, but it's there Um, to address Alfred this idea that the Seahawks are better than the Rams because he likes their receiving core better. We're not playing fantasy football. We're playing football on the actual gridiron. There's more than just there's more than just receivers out there running routes. This is not seven man. Um, I think that's a ridiculous angle to go at the take from the Rams own that series with the Seahawks. They show it over and over. They showed it to begin this season. The other games they play against each other the other game. They play against each other this year. will be at SoFi. Not that that's a big home field advantage anyway. Also Adam, the Rams do not play the Eagles twice. They never play the Eagles twice in a season. Um, just something to point out there. So uh, look, the schedule breaks decently well for them. I think the offense is okay. The offensive line has looked better than expected. The reality for the Rams is they cannot sustain any injuries. If they, if anybody gets hurt, they're in trouble. They have no depth on that roster. But if they stay healthy, sure, they, they, they could make a little run toward the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game. They're not making the Super Bowl.
0: I think we found the newest rivalry on uh, in in sports debate. It's it's not it's not Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. It is Adam Bessie and it is Dalton Brown. Uh, we 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 found a new. We y'all gotta make this Adam. Y'all gotta get some <clears throat> lined up on the Cam fan show sometime soon. I have Dalton, That that'll be that'll be so when the Cowboys play the Rams. I think in a few weeks that'll be uh, something else. I think we got a new rivalry. Uh, forget forget Alabama Auburn. Forget all that. No, no 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 no. This is this is the rivalry uh, in, in all of sports right now. Uh, ton of comments right here let's see uh oh man sincere brown uh is not a fan of you alfred he says alfred just got humbled uh that that's 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 that's, that's rough i don't know about that uh but uh let's let's see uh uh, Seahawks have depth drew lock into the game and they got, uh, they, they got led to a touchdown If Stafford goes. If Stafford goes down, uh, it's over, uh, Cowboys can't fan the comments. We don't need Dalton on our show crying when they get blown out. Okay. Shots, shots fired, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You guys are taking up for you. Uh, Adam, there you go. This is awesome. This is awesome. Okay. So let's see. Alfred went first. So I'll start with Alfred. Uh, solid taking the Los Angeles Rams. I, I, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a good take in that regard. Um, so, so I'll say in terms of you know what they have, they did lose obviously lose a lot of their pieces. Um, but you know you mentioned the running game, you mentioned the fact that against Stafford is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, I I actually it's, you guys are going to think I'm nuts here. You you especially Dalton, I uh, actually think the gap between certain not from a talent perspective, just from a production standpoint, the gap between Gino and Stafford isn't as big as some people might you know lead you to believe. Um, but listen, Stafford is working with less in fairness, so uh, I'll give you that. Let's see, uh, Mike Guido in second again. The hot streak just continues. The hot streak continues for Mike Guido. Uh. I, I, I like what you said about they're not a contender, but they're a disruptor. I think that's an interesting point to make uh, in, in terms of again, like I mentioned, the way I interpreted what you said is they're the team you don't want to play in the wild card round of the playoffs. A, d- a division winner uh, like a Dallas, Detroit, or maybe a Philly or San Francisco uh, wouldn't want to face uh, as their first opponent of the playoffs. So uh, once again, Mike, great take. That's listen. You're you again, you're on fire. I, I can't you can't stop him right now. Okay, you can't stop him. Uh, let's move to uh, let's see, Adam. Uh, great take, Adam. It as it was a great take, you mentioned. Their uh, Super Bowl contenders this year, uh, because of the the coaching matchup with Sean McVay again, sort of the head to head coaching to me is more important in football with respect to baseball and basketball. Obviously, um, football is more important. Uh, coaching is more important in football to me than any other sport. It can, I mean, look at the Miami Dolphins with Tua uh, you know with Mike McDaniel since he's come there and the difference that that has made. Um, there's plenty of other examples we could we could look at. So. Uh, great take uh, on your part, Dalton. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, or not Dalton. I'm sorry, Adam. Adam, good good take by Adam. Uh, Dalton, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I good take, uh, but I'm gonna dock you some points because of the fact that you're out here taking shots at everybody on the network. You're taking shots at Adam, taking shots at Alfred. Uh, I don't know why you didn't go after Mike. That was that was, that was very rare. I I guess you uh, agree with Mike and what he's saying, but was shots fire. We we don't do that, okay? Uh, friendly friendly conversation. We don't take shots, okay?
2: I I thought shots fired was the whole reason we were here. Mike Mike didn't say anything verifiably incorrect, so I didn't go
4: at Mike.
0: That's subjective, sir. That is subjective. That's
4: my boy, Uh, man. He can't take shots at me.
3: (laughs) Whatever. Personal foul unsportsmanlike conduct.
0: So, that means, exactly, exactly, Alfred. So that means, let me look at our point totals and make sure I got this down. That means our two finalists will be Mike Guido, of course, because, again, he's had a perfect score, and... Adam Bessie from the Cowboys Camp Fan Podcast. These two will be moving on to the final round. Uh, Alfred Dalton, uh, well, I'll start with you, Alfred. Uh, your reaction, You last time you were on here, you actually won uh, your, your reaction to, to, uh, to not making the final round.
3: No baseball talk and the playoffs started today, but I'll be Agreed. back. Right? We need baseball talk.
0: This has <laughs> got to be the most irrelevant wild card I can remember in my life. Anyways, to uh, the Astros and Braves are going to go to World the World Series.
3: The Sox are not in it, right?
0: Stop. Stop. Okay. How the Mets doing. Okay. How the Mets doing, uh, uh, Dalton, uh, your thoughts to, to being eliminated.
2: I mean, I'm fine with it. It is what it is. I, I said what I needed to say. I went at people when they needed to be gone at. I mean, we're sitting here making up fake point spreads between the Cowboys and Cardinals or making up scheduling with the Rams with them playing the Eagles. I, I don't know what we're doing. So I'm, I'm going to continue to call people out when I hear things like that. Um, also it, this wild card series is not irrelevant. This is baseball. Anything can happen. We, we can save that debate for another time. But I don't want to hear anything like that. That's nonsense.
0: The Astros are winning the American League, and the uh, and the Braves are winning the National League. Sorry about your Dodgers. Um, okay, so it's uh, Alfred uh, Dalton. Uh, uh, great job, uh, you know, today on the show. Uh, nonetheless, it's just, it just it just didn't work yeah, out for you guys yeah. today uh so i I apologize but it'll come down uh let's get get dalton and alfred off here it comes down to the defending champion mike guido against the guy the first cowboys cam fan uh, of of the three of y'all to get to the final round so this should be very fun this is gonna be an interesting one okay so uh let's put our final round rules first and foremost uh it's a winner go it's it's a winner take all the winner gets 10 thousand points the loser comes home empty handed it's, it's it's an either or type situation and uh this has to be of the uh this, this is what now nine episodes i think of the eight o'clock spot uh this is, has to be our saddest final topic uh it comes down to this so zach wilson mac jones they are two nfc i'm sorry A- afc east quarterbacks uh both of which ha- first round picks in 2021 and both of which have struggled mightily uh at the next level However, Zach Wilson played well uh, the other night against the Kansas City Chiefs, actually was outplayed Mahomes in basically every metric. Mac Jones put up another clunker against the Dallas Cowboys and looks worse week after week after week. But again, neither, I don't think any of us would exactly consider franchise quarterbacks. So I'll start with you, Adam. Um... Do you think, or in a, in a do or die situation, okay, it's it's both rosters are equal, okay, Mac and, 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 and Zach Wilson, which quarterback would you take for four quarters of play, maybe even overtime, who knows, for your life, Mac Jones or Zach Wilson?
1: Zach Wilson for me. Now, do I have to explain my reasoning or is it just one answer? No, go ahead. Explain. Okay. Uh, just for the fact that I think Zach Wilson showed a little bit more fire when, when you look at Mac Jones, he's kind of like, like, there's just not a lot there. Everyone touts how he has his big brain on him. He has a terrible arm. Um, you put him in a good, uh, system with a coach like Bill Belichick and he's still not able to produce the results that Bill Belichick is saying that he should be producing. I look over at Zach Wilson. He had a great game against Pat, Patty Mahomes, even though they lost, um, but, you know, when you have someone like Aaron Rodgers and Robert Sala who seem to be in uh, Zach Wilson's corner, I would be on that corner, and that's my quarterback when I come down to it because they're obviously seeing something that, the general public's not, and we've talked about it many times on our show, how these rookie quarterbacks, they get thrusted into unbelievable positions and scenarios where you're expecting so much from them because they're a first rounder or a second rounder and they're getting paid all this money. And yet these young guys still need to get developed. So does Zach Wilson need to be get, get developed further? Yeah, I think he does. And I think he's already showing shades of fire under him, um, but they both, they both, you know, pooed the bed against the Cowboys. Um, but at least Zach, Zach Wilson shows a little bit more fire for me than, uh, than Mac Jones.
0: Well, I mean, most quarterbacks do "quote unquote" poo the bed against the Cowboys because they have an awesome defense led by Micah Parsons. So, uh, but your your points well taken. There's certainly far more. I think we would all agree that there's far more upside from a talent perspective for Zach Wilson. It's just EV; he, he's rarely hit that ceiling. Uh, the other night was one of the you know instances in which he did. To you now, Mike, uh, the defending champion in a do or die uh, game. Again, it's it's basically you know what? How would you rather die? Basically, uh, would you take Mac Jones of the New England Patriots or Zach Wilson of the New York Jets?
4: Uh, I would take Mac Jones and the reason I would say so, and I think Bryson, and you and I can both agree and Adam, I think could probably agree with this too, is that there's very few keys to winning in the NFL on a consistent basis, right? One of them is you have to be at least somewhat reliable on the defensive side, uh, defensive side of the football. And the other part of it is you have to not make mistakes. And that's one of the things that I think Zach Wilson has a master's degree in: is throwing interceptions, fumbling the football, and turning the ball over. Very and making mistakes, making bad reads. Mac Mac Jones by no means is perfect in that category, but as of right now, you know, you also have to keep in mind too. Mac Jones does not have a lot to work with in New England. He just simply does not. The wide receivers that he has in New England are not even close to the tier of what Zach Wilson is working with. Uh, with the Jets and truth be told right now, Mac Jones, when he came into, when he came into the league, a, was the arm strength there? Absolutely not. But was the accuracy there? Yes. Has he had a winning record? Absolutely. He has right. You date, you know, date Mac Jones back to college. He's had the winning, uh, the the winning pedigree back uh, when he was at Alabama as well. So it, I'm, I'm with Adam a little bit on this one. I don't know that I love either of my options right now. I really don't. <laughs> But I trust Mac Jones a little bit more to make fewer mistakes than Zach Wilson. Listen, you had people last week saying that Zach Wilson wasn't an NFL quarterback. I don't think that anybody has said that about Mac Jones yet. A backup maybe, but an NFL quarterback, I think everybody would say Mac Jones is at least an NFL quarterback. I'm going to take Mac Jones.
0: That's fair. And I said I, I have been saying that about Zach Wilson, dated back to last season. But I also said that Mac Jones, before he even playing an NFL snap, was a backup in the NFL. I'm uh, definitely being validated more on the, on the Mac Jones front. So um, I'm not gonna lie. If I can, give, before I get, let me go and get the uh, the final point total in for uh, for this afternoon's uh, or this evening's winner because both of y'all were absolutely spectacular. And I got obviously dial up the, the the victory music here. But the champion this week of the eight o'clock spot is adam bessie adam the cowboys camp fan champion of the eight o'clock spot on tuesday there we go and he takes down the defending champion in the process adam you represented your show well How, how how do you feel about this I feel
1: I feel great. I feel like I had to uh, not interrupt, and I'm glad I didn't interrupt a couple times because, like, you get fired up and you hear other people comment about things. You're like, "Oh, I, that's a great, great point." Uh, I think shows like this are, are solid because it gives you more perspective on things. Obviously, I, I'm a bit of a homer, and I, I feel like my answers uh, were the correct ones. Uh, but I feel good. I feel good to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm able to represent for my boy AJ, uh, the Cowboys Can fan. You know, every Wednesdays. And uh, Wednesday's at uh, six o'clock Pacific standard time, we're talking about the upcoming game and then we live stream every game. So if you're tuning in, make sure you show up, uh, Mike Guido, you're, you're, you're welcome to come on and debate us whenever you want, uh, even though you are a cow. Actually, Mike, you almost started to sound like you weren't a Cowboys fan. And I know that's not true. You got to get a little bit of Homerism into you. You know, we're, we're, we're still thinking this is a super Listen, Bowl,
4: I'm, buddy. I'm, I'm apparently like Bryson. I'm all about objectivity and all this stuff that he claims to be about. Right. Yes, I me mean, too. that's kind of where I'm standing now. So, you know, I got to be realistic.
0: Uh, Barry Grant <laughs> Junior. The, the, the still points leaders excited. He says, Adam wins yeah. my guy. Yes. Revenge yeah. for me.
1: If we there were, if we were a wrestling federation, Barry and Barry and I would secretly be trying to get into some sort of stable.
0: And oh, we would course. be some sort of, of action.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe me and AJ tag team champs of the world Anth coming in as a singles champ. And then Barry grant junior as our, uh, as our mystery guest for this uh this cowboy stable. So
0: I absolutely listen. By the way, both again, both of y'all were fantastic. The final round fantastic. Unfortunately, Mike Guido's a uh, very impressive streak of perfect scores uh comes to an oh I guess technically doesn't totally come to an end but uh listen in, in the regular rounds you know maybe you can continue that next time you're on the show but bringing dolphin uh, dalton and uh and alfred uh, back in the mix uh great job by everybody here the eight o'clock spot that is going to do it for us tonight be sure to go subscribe to the grid network on youtube and follow us on all of our social media platforms please do the same for all of our awesome content creators including those uh who are panelists tonight on the eight o'clock spots. Join us next week at two on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific time live on the grid network's YouTube channel and Twitter page. And, uh, until next time, stay safe out there. God bless y'all and see ya. Peace out.
1: This is for you, Dalton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The flex. I'll get the leaderboards. I'll get the leaderboards, uh, uh, ironed out pretty soon. Great job guys. Some reason the stream isn't ending.
1: Oh, hey, we're still live, baby.
0: Are we still this live? I guess time, we are still live, guys. This is, this is
1: the time where we can kind of debate and regardless of what uh my co-host said, Dalton, you are absolutely allowed to come on to our show during